0: to time enough podcast it's a podcast where we look at every episode of the twilight zone and beyond maybe we are the podcast that goes beyond except we didn't doing the show beyond i don't know we might do the show beyond who knows um hi this is matt here there's my i'm there. beyond he's beyond beyond mark you want beyond, me beyond the
1: eastern hemisphere
0: Ooh, yeah yeah this is a multi-hemisphere podcast that's pretty cool this so, it's a multi hemisphere episode. So, so episode, if isn't... it's sunny here, maybe it's not sunny there. So, maybe you'll die first. Okay, we'll talk about that a little bit. But, uh, because <laughs> <laughs> this episode <laughs> is the midnight sun, it's when I mean, you can't have a midnight so... sun everywhere on a sphere, right? Nope. <laughs> so, I, I mean, that's neither here nor there nor solar system. But um, let me do a little trivia based on this, son. Original air date was November 17th, 1961. The script is by Rod Serling. Anton Leder directed. His milieu was TV, and he took on many an episode in the 50s to 70s. But it was all like one episode here, one episode here. So I just couldn't even bother myself with a list. He will take one more turn in, in the Twilight Zone. Lois Nettleton, who played Norma, had a similarly journeyman uh, trek through the wilds of 60s television, along with a smattering of movies. Uh, most of the movie roles seem to be rather small, and again, it was like one episode here, one episode there, and, and I couldn't be bothered to make a list. Mrs. Bronson was played by Betty Guard. She had roles on Broadway, which led to roles on early talkie films and eventually TV. She will appear in one more episode of The Twilight Zone. Tom Reese was the intruder. His mainstay was Westerns, though his large size made him a movie rival for actors such as uh, James Arness and Elvis Presley, who needed a slightly larger man to, I guess, get into fisticuffs with or whatever. Nathan Van Cleve returns to the zone with an original score. He also contributed to films like white Christmas and Robertson Caruso on Mars. So, um, let me change the screen here, and uh Mark, I want you to get uh, the do the 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 you, the, you know. The oh my God! No, the not that filter. The <laughs> the
2: is because I I don't understand oh. anything. You're
0: I can't understand anything.
3: (laughs) The word that Mr. Commodus is unable to put into the hot, still, sodden air is doomed, because the people you've just seen have been handed a death sentence. One month ago, the Earth suddenly changed its elliptical orbit and in doing so began to follow a path which gradually moment by moment day by day took it closer to the sun and all of man's little devices to stir up the air are no longer luxuries they happen to be pitiful and panicky keys to survival the time is five minutes to twelve midnight there is no more darkness the place is new york city and this is the eve of the end because even at midnight it's high noon the hottest day in history and you're about to spend it in the twilight zone
0: was a death rattle (laughs) (laughs) was it your filter because your filter was the worst thing ever
1: Oh, I could understand what I was saying, but I could understand what maybe you wouldn't understand what I was saying. <laughs> no, all I
0: all in the listener heard was... <laughs> was, like, was like shouting at you, please stop, please stop. I was
1: going to like play guitar over that, but I just too lazy to hook my guitar up. Oh,
0: that would have been worse.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, is there a more metal intro than this? Is it possible? It's pretty metal. Yeah. Yeah. This is the doom metal of twilight
0: zone episodes. Okay. Except it has the, doom
1: in the in the in the
3: description.
0: Except it would be it, it, it couldn't be New York City though. Is that that feels like not metal enough. We need to change the place. <laughs> <laughs> What's the most metal city? New York City. I don't know in 1961
1: or 2 it might have been kind of metal. You probably do, get murdered no, easy. No, I, I'm
0: talking now. I want to know what is what is the most metal city now in 2023? Albuquerque. Why Phoenix? Phoenix.
1: I Why? heard Phoenix is. I heard Phoenix is basically like 100 degrees most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it has to be something Scandinavian. I don't know. Is it, um, is it really sad that I was kind of like, wow, 110 degrees? That's not that much.
2: <laughs> like the entire yeah.
0: time. <laughs> well i mean uh, just constant 110 and it was also they're indoors keep that's the indoor temperature right so yeah also theoretically they it's probably hotter outdoors they probably didn't have very good ac yeah um one thing you could I, I bet you could if you really wanted to last longer you could go hang out in the caves i guess like go to the mammoth cave series that'll fit thousands of people that along with you know
1: the the fact that it can't the sun can't be always out because the well, sun wouldn't be okay out. that's yeah there'd be a little we, be, know, we know
0: it'd be mercury <laughs> cold at night yeah
1: every uh the other times i've seen this episode the the ending hits me super hard because it's like oh no that's even worse but then i this time i was like oh they could just go to the earth's core and they could live forever
0: yeah okay like yeah like a rogue planet yeah that's cool like, how do you get to but, the core
1: like dark city oh they wouldn't that's the, that's the real uh sadness is that they wouldn't oh, it would be yeah. like like we could have probably stopped covid from happening but we didn't mm. and that was but, that would have been much easier than drilling to the earth's core and getting a bunch of people down
0: there you know what i mean <laughs> um but i was thinking maybe you know it is like since the Earth's orbit has shifted maybe it stopped turning so the you know tokyo is freezing well, New York is burning. What if she was the
1: dream? Was that she was living in New York, but she was actually living in Tokyo?
0: Yeah, that could have been another way to do it, right? Uh, that would be a more confusing way. I think it, it helps <laughs> to have her be in the same place. Um. <laughs> this, this is a this is a great big old
1: don't overthink it episode. I do love this episode. The pacing is perfect. It doesn't over nothing overstays its welcome. It it has like the one guest. Or the the intruder guy has a reason
0: for being there. Yeah, I mean, I, we're kind of talking smack here, but I've up until doing this podcast, I would always cite this as being my favorite episode of Twilight Zone, and it might make it yeah. to be that when I finish the Twilight Zone. I'm not sure yet because I still have a few seasons to go. But uh, yeah, and I begged you for this episode because I love it. I mean, it's yeah. it's it's really really great. I thought being... about putting it in the trivia, but that seemed a little too lame. <laughs>
2: But I was well, going to be like, every, this is they'd time they'd a podcast
0: host Matt Connage's favorite episode of The Twilight Zone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, I don't
1: think this is my favorite one anymore because I think Shadowplay may have edged it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's which like a, I
0: hadn't seen before. As I'm going through, the, I'm, I'm, there's definitely ones where I'm like, nothing has like definitively bumped this out of my top spot, though. I will say that. you know, so, uh, Shadowplay had seen before, and I definitely liked that one quite well. Um, I like the Out Sleep Man quite well. i the Beholder definitely mm. is good. Um Willoughby has been my traditional like number two. So i hey, like, some days I'm like, should that be number one? So I mean, Willoughby is yeah,
1: that's great. That's I think I think my three favorites. I'll say my three favorites are this and uh Shadow Play and the after hours from each
0: like season so far. Okay, yeah, yeah, sure. So yeah, um, I guess I'm just like making excuses so we can like overthink it cuz it's kind of fun. But um we we're, we're overthinking it because we like it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a you can feel I think they filmed this in the summer, right? Well, or they just they, cranked up the lights, I don't know. But yeah, it aired in November, so uh, it probably was late summer early fall to be honest cuz the turnover time was pretty fast in the 60s, right? This is just one of those where you can feel it. You can feel the heat you know feel yeah. the beat is she, is she a sweaty manic pixie dream girl manic sweaty dream girl manic sweaty dream girl yeah because she's a, she's a painter in a new york loft so yeah she's she's sort of like one
1: of she's like a practical i don't know she's like the kind of dream girl that that gets the makeover halfway through the movie and she's like your your friend which but is like kind of a better. out. She isn't very manic, actually. She's gets very, too hot
0: to be manic. She's she's, she's very
1: ra- she comes across as very rational. I think Mrs. Bronson is the manic pixie dream G milf.
0: She's the crazy one.
3: She's like, don't paint the sun anymore. Don't paint the sun anymore.
0: That said, when I was doing the trivia, I found photos of her from the early talkies, and she was quite attractive. So <laughs> uh,
1: I think she's still attractive. It's yeah. Like,
0: oh, yeah, yeah. She was for an old lady. She was quite attractive. But uh, I yeah. found the, the photo from 1930s. Oh, whoa! What do you know?
1: Which That's is, what like, happens. I that, mean, you know, we're watching that Leslie Nielsen film for the other podcast, and I'm like, this is like Le- Leslie Nielsen's like on his way out at this point. But still, I'm like, damn, he looks great. <laughs> i keep seeing him like what an attractive old, older gentleman yes yes you you, you kind of have to be pretty to make it in hollywood on some <laughs> level unless you're the the uh the guy at the diner is calling
0: himself a martian um this, he's still this, kind of attractive honestly this is definitely the period when rod Serling would just show up and crank out pen prologues because we start getting those like dizzy cuts right <laughs> where he's clearly yep. not in the same room. Um, so just to call that out, because I think we were talking about that yesterday too, but uh, this is a for sure one. <laughs> yeah,
1: but I mean, he, he took the trouble to integrate it with the story, which is always appreciated.
0: No, no, that's fine. I mean, I'm just like noting that this is definitely when he's not like day to day on the right. show anymore. Yeah, yeah. So um, how many how many movies go for the hot talk of blip, hot talk of blips hot, hot topic plips. hot talk of plips. hot topic of blips. yeah when the hot and, topic blows up uh, I, uh, I don't there's the british movie the day the earth caught fire which i think is a similar oh. thing of the earth is moving towards the sun i'm not a big disaster movie person so i haven't really don't think i've really seen any i, th- I like natural disaster movies like like the poseidon adventure in the towering inferno have never been like that appeal i'm like well, their boat turned over they shouldn't have gone on a boat in the first place but you know i like i mean i've
1: said this before but i like specifically like films where man is the is the villain yeah and when you're you going up like against a... nature when you're going up against nature it's like there's no it's just survival there's no conflict and i like conflict you don't, don't want to rock out
0: like, in space the size of texas
1: like i didn't really like the film gravity because it was just like sandra bullock versus gravity. <laughs> it wasn't even her versus gravity it was like her
0: versus space microgravity microaggressions like <laughs> gravity was just doing microaggressions to her well the, the title was even more wrong in japan then because it was zero gravity where in, in actuality mm. it should be called microgravity in that case right yeah you're she was low, close enough right low earth orbit you're not zero gravity it's just microgravity if you weren't falling around the planet constantly you'd have some gravity i just I know. I said this on another podcast where
1: I thought the movie. I went into the movie thinking it was going to be about the Earth's gravity not working anymore because that had been pitched as a, a movie idea. Isn't that the core? <laughs> I said core? this right?
0: No, I don't. Think
1: no, no, did. no. That that movie wasn't made. <laughs> but it was like I heard about it. And I was like, that sounds crazy. I'm so just I saying, thought isn't that, that I was kind of going, plot to the core. I didn't see it.
0: The Earth's core stopped spinning. Not a and... big,
1: not a big disaster movie person.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: I guess so, Yeah. Like th- this is but. I'll be there right? for gravity not working anymore because that sounds wacky
0: as hell. <laughs> anyway, this one does sort of... I mean, this is a disaster movie in 25 minutes. It is, but... Without a you also villain. I mean, the closest guy to the villain is the intruder who, you know, turns out to just be a guy that snapped, right?
1: i also say, you know, it's like Melancholia, which I... Even though I hate Lars von Trier, I did kind of enjoy that film because it was interesting. Like the idea of the entire earth being destroyed is such a huge like crushing devastation especially by the sun it's like the sun is the kind of need the sun right like mm-hmm. that's like your that's like your parents killing you that's like your parents turning on you and killing you or your baby but yeah. like, not even
0: that but yeah i guess like you were saying like in the alternate situation it's more like you could work something out because in this one you're, you're going to turn into a cinder before too long right uh, the sun. I looked it up. The sun is ten thousand degrees.
1: So if they're at one hundred and ten degrees, they're like nowhere near. <laughs> they're like actually really
0: not very close to the sun yet. Well, no. The nastiness of this situation is it's you know like what the um the not the frog the, the lobster in the pot or whatever you know like it just slowly mm-hmm. increases and it's gonna go past that in this case like. It's I, like I guess, if the lobster knew who you were and they
1: knew what water was and knew what the pot was i and mean i guess knew, i guess everyone's died of heat exhaustion by the end of the, the dream at least <laughs> it'd be like if you had a pet lobster and you boiled it after you got to know it for a really long time that's what that it'd be what like they do in the military I, do they uh do they give ranks to lobsters sergeant
0: lobster isn't there like a horse that was a sergeant uh there is a horse that's the mayor of a village in canada huh
1: well maybe it's the same horse who knows right right there's no so, there's nothing that says a horse can't have
0: two careers hmm. no and and here she asked her to paint something cool oh this was a weird thought i had this time i just looking at the paintings in the background i was like oh well, those were probably painted a few weeks ago and everything was dandy right i don't know <laughs> it, was just an, it was just an interesting thought you know just yeah like when she painted I, that there were no problems
1: I took it as I wasn't really sure and I now I'm even less sure, but I took it as she didn't have a job anymore because society was over, so she's free to paint. <laughs> <But> maybe <laughs>
0: that's it. Okay. But she had I'm a lot so on the walls, thinking.
1: right? So Yeah. You know. I mean she might have she might have always been kind of a painter, but I think it's like now she really has a lot of time to do it. Just like if the world ended right now, I would just play Elden Ring until the
0: power cut out. But they
1: have no problem a, until like, a neighbor came over and was like stop fighting
0: that tree
1: stop it <laughs>
0: yeah but gold well, your power goes out i wrote crap the radio shut off and the vinyl already melted three days ago so <laughs> i have enough battery backup to play
1: switch games for a few hours probably can it stand extreme heat <laughs> Actually, that would be very, very. Uh, that would be something I would just bury in the backyard immediately as all my backup batteries. Because some of those are like scary, like mm. sized. Like <laughs> when you hold something that's like maybe fits in the palm of your hand, but it but it weighs like two pounds. That's pretty scary, right?
0: Yeah, I guess so. So it could loaded ex- with could power. explode. Yeah, I could absolutely.
1: We well, hear about people's iPhones exploding and like burning their leg, and this is like <laughs> seven times the size of
0: that battery. <laughs> So, okay, so you'll be good with the switch until it's too hot for the
1: switch to even function. I actually already almost blew up my switch, so. (laughs) (laughs) And I did take that outside and put it in the yard because I was afraid it was going to explode, and it was
0: the 4th of July. What are are my notes when Miss Bronson's going nutty? Paint something cool. How about Poochie? But I think I think what Miss Bronson really wanted was some Bob Ross paintings. She she needed Bob Ross. She needed Bob Ross. Yeah. do you think that bob ross what do you think it would look like
1: when bob ross finally broke in this situation you think Uh, he would never break do you think he would just be like oh dear i'm kind of sweaty oh they're
0: pretty little clouds are melting away just dripping on down the canvas
1: (laughs) i think he would break harder than anyone's ever seen anyone break i think he would just go
0: like "Ah, like, go back to the drill sergeant mode wasn't he a drill sergeant or something i think that was mr rogers yeah and and bob ross too though was some notable like military role like you would not equate with you know tv's bob ross so like
1: when the guy when the intruder came in bob ross would just like started just breaking all of his fingers and stuff and just like (laughs) disemboweling him while screaming like this is what happens this is what happens i am
0: now the (laughs) disemboweler happy trees Happy dreams. Bob Ross is no more. It's disembowelor time. <laughs> I'm Raj, Rob Boss. <laughs> What's. The... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was typing his name and you totally threw me off by doing that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's
3: the age of Rob Boss. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he would have been 20 years old in this situation and early life. <laughs> he lost part of his left index finger. Oh, that's interesting. Military yeah. career, Air Force. Master Sergeant. Okay. Okay. That doesn't mean drill sergeant, though, but he was a master sergeant. So, um, he's master of something. Having held military positions that required him to act tough and mean, the kind, the guy who makes you scrub the chain, the guy who makes you make your bed, the guy who screams at you for being late to work, Ross decided he would not raise his voice when he left the military. So, I guess he wasn't. Oh, (laughs) dude, it was like a, the whole thing was
1: like a silent protest against just he was the opposite of the guy from 20 year jacket
0: yeah silent protest of his 20 year air force career now now if if that sergeant had retired and not been shot by private pile maybe he would have retired and started painting i mean wasn't isn't that guy just like that
1: in real life though because he's played that same character in like eight other things
0: well he was um he was on many movies he was the military consultant and um Kubrick was, was he actually like, really nice probably. Yeah yeah he was but um yeah he was uh, apparently but yeah Kubrick was like why do I, don't yeah. you just do this <laughs> you know so to, but, so they were worried like but he's not an actual actor so can he do this on film so his audition uh-huh. was him screaming uh, insults for like 20 minutes while they threw like ping pong balls at him. <laughs> I mean sl- Slim balls. Pickens wasn't really an actor either right like that I don't well, know he's a western guy. Kubrick. Oh, yeah, I guess Western Are you calling him people in Westerns, not actors? I guess. Or did, was it,
1: I thought he was, no, no, I thought he was. <laughs> <laughs> please don't get mad at me, internet Western fans. No, I mean, wasn't there something, was it Blazing Saddles or Dr. Strangelove where he didn't know what kind of movie he was in? Dr. Strangelove. It was one of those two, okay. He knew
0: it was a funny movie when he was doing Blazing Saddles. <laughs> but Dr. Okay. Strangelove, he did not, apparently. That's what they say. Maybe he did Okay. decide to let uh. him keep story you know <laughs> uh well
1: what what do you think that stanley kubrick would have cast bob ross in uh the midnight sun okay <laughs> wow i'd really love to see that Stan, stanley kubrick doing a feature-length version of this starring bob ross it's kind of a joke right back
0: to topic but at the same time it's, it's also my answer <laughs> <laughs>
1: That would be incredible. I, I would absolutely watch that. If, he, this, if only he had been available for Twilight Zone, the movie, and they decided to go that direction. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, Bob Ross would have been right at prime age. He would have just retired from the mili- military and had been ready to do The Midnight Sun in 1983. Except this is a um, weather being how much is intentional, how much is accidental, I don't know, but this is a very female-centered episode, which again is not like you know it with with agency right we definitely yes pass our betchel test here so <laughs> it,
1: it feels it feels a little bit like it's asking for permission to give the women agency but it still is pretty great in that respect
0: yeah because the only men is uh the dude that's leaving near the beginning um oh that's where i noticed uh uh mrs bronson was, was still an attractive old lady because i was like the the, the, <laughs> the the departing mom is not sorry you're shipping them <laughs> No, no, I was just saying that the um the departing mom, because there's the family yeah. leaving for Toronto. And I was like, oh, she's more attractive than that younger lady. Um, <laughs> hmm. Which after trying to put a feminist punch on the episode down, I just ruined it by saying that. but <laughs> you have failed the bestial test. I have. Um but yeah, it's it's that it's that father, the intruder and Rod Serling. Mm-hmm. that's the only, I guess the well, only and women, the- there's only three women too, but they get a lot more screen well, two of them get a lot more screen time. And the intruder, to be
1: fair you get i think you get something from the intruder that is almost like the uh you get the a more human perspective than than he might i don't i don't know if it's like that he broke down because he's just upset because it's super hot (laughs) but But they do say heat waves cause crime but it didn't you know yeah do the right thing I, oh i definitely was this wondering. is like do the
0: right thing i'm like did this influence do the right thing because it feels kind of like do the right thing <laughs> maybe i was wondering when mrs bronson finally collapses miss bronson mrs which was it One mrs bronson this you're right my note said miss but yeah rod said mrs okay um anyway i i, wrote... I, I, I wondered if she was going to be she, was, she looked like she was about to fall out of the window so I was I was really scared for her falling out of the window because that's a very (laughs) it is a risk, yes then in the twilight (laughs) zone.
1: I I know because I put in all caps. No, no, don't unlock it, Mrs. Bronson, you fucking idiot. Yeah, that was that was definitely the dumbest thing in the that she did. (laughs) So (laughs) (laughs) well, luckily that guy wasn't like a total murderer because he did get that gun
0: really easily. He did it. He did some nasty on their water.
1: Yeah, he poured it over himself. That was disgusting. And then
0: broke their container.
1: <laughs> yeah, what a maniac! Like, you can't have any more water now. <laughs> I also wrote in my notes that like he says he's not a housebreaker. He's a decent man, and I said not anymore. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I was
1: I wasn't super into forgiving this guy, but we you do you do you at least get something from him. It's like he he at least confesses. He does a confession that's not just like, why can't you dames just give me the water? Because... <laughs> and, five,
0: and, and do remember five minutes after this, the thermometer explodes, meaning it's definitely no longer <laughs> 110 degrees.
1: <laughs> yeah, and the painting just melts and everyone oh. screams.
0: Okay, yeah, I did want to ask. it. Um, well, we were talking yesterday in one of the chats about the, in the arrival, sticking the hand in a propeller is one of the best moments of the Twilight Zone. I think mm-hmm. the melting painting counts in that too yeah the exploding thermometer melting painting
1: screaming norma combo is a classic it's that should be iconic if it isn't
0: yeah yeah I, I don't know see i i might be blinded by this episode or it might be like everyone's favorite i really am not sure how this rates right, because i feel like you don't hear this one thrown out and with iconic episodes so much i've definitely
1: in past years cited this is like man that one episode where that thing happens is really cool and people usually seem to react positively to it for what it's worth i mean that's probably not i don't go around talking about twilight zone everywhere i go
0: why not yet i mean maybe i do now (laughs) five years ago to party you weren't the guy just going on about the twilight zone once in a while okay (laughs) i mean the last time i went to a
1: party i went on on about the plot of death stranding which (laughs) sounded like completely insane
0: yeah so yeah, how like how, how do you feel about this twist this is another one where like i mean it's kind of fun but it doesn't really matter that much i mean the, the episode is everything up to the twist right uh, i love the twist personally because
1: it's that thing where it overcompensates in a horrifying way <laughs> <laughs> i think there's like there's a feeling of relief i mean, didn't you like the way i said you could feel how hot the episode is there's this feeling of relief when it just goes to like, oh, it's snowing. Well, she's and quite happy. And then you realize that it's, yeah, she'll it's be like okay. You, <laughs> that's another great thing about Mrs. Bronson is that look on her face at the end is just like, uh,
0: she's gonna go crazy in a different, more subdued way now.
1: Yeah, cold crazy.
0: Yeah, cold crazy. You don't move as much when you're cold. It's a sequel crazy.
1: episode. It's called Cold Crazy.
2: <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, I, um, I, I just decided. this has an eight point four out of ten on the IMDb, which is. I think pretty high.
0: Yeah, okay. I, I At the end, I was like, oh, maybe this is in like the day after tomorrow verse. Hmm. Not really. Yeah, maybe. Say, I didn't see it. The day after they're not flying away from the sun in that movie. I was just, you know, they have like New York under ice in that movie, so came to mind. Um, so episodes rated higher than this yeah. on IMDb, Eye of the Beholder. I mean, I don't agree, but I can see that, sure.
1: Yeah, it's the, it's the iconography again. But I already like,
0: said I might agree to a certain extent. Um, Maybe I think they should both be
1: 8.4s. Okay. The silence is tied with it. Okay. Obsolete man and will the real Martian please stand up or little liar. Really? Uh, the Martian's higher? Okay, that's slightly surprising. Guess people like it. I don't know. I enjoyed that. Time enough at last is higher. Yeah. What did I say it was? 8.4 and then the sky was open is tied with yeah. it and yeah like most of it's rated higher than most of the things we have watched. monsters on maple street is a little higher which okay that kind of makes sense
0: yeah i, I guess uh, there stop at like, willoughby i mean there isn't like merch you would have for this one i mean where are you going to sell people melting paintings and sweaty women <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> i'll take eight <laughs> so there's uh yeah I guess that's one thing because, well, the real Martian you can like have a little figurine of the dude with his third eye, right? So, uh, this yeah, doesn't really I'm... have anything like that. So, it, again, eye of the beholder, is the pig people, yeah. So, um, that might keep this one from being like one of the first ones that people crop up. But uh, as I said, I'm just like I considered have considered this for years to be like my number one. So I'm like, where does this actually rank in people's, you know, world? So
1: when i said that i really liked depending for your thoughts you were like trying to overanalyze that now you're trying to overanalyze your own your the episode that you like yeah (laughs) man just let just let yourself like stuff i will but stuff uh, is really good
0: no i I love this i'm just like you know in the midst of a discussion it's kind of fun to you know uh road wear it a bit yeah (laughs) i (laughs) want to give you one i want to give you one guess at the
1: one episode that's coming up soon that is rated higher. is coming.
0: Oh, sorry, I thought you were going to say lowest. <laughs> coming up soon. No, uh, it's a good life.
1: Nope. No. Okay. Oh, five characters in search of an exit. Oh, huh. really? again, that's I mean, that's a uh, great one, but I wouldn't. It I is like really great. Oh, I think <laughs> that also, like I said, like I said about the iconography, is like that one is very clearly just uh, Toy Story. I think people have like glommed on to that over time where I saw the, f- the first time in modern times, I remember seeing it. I was like, oh, it's Toy Story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. I actually, uh, I
1: think I just spoiled a twist for anybody who hasn't seen it. So I
0: feel like that's <clears> one that everyone <throat> kind of knows. <laughs> but hey, again, sorry. Yeah. That asked. is oh. the entire twist is, oh, it's Toy Story. I mean. But that's what I'm saying with The Midnight Sun. Someone could tell you the twist before you see it, and it doesn't really kill the episode in any particular way. I mean, I guess it's nice to have that first, like, oh, my God, if you don't see it coming. But uh, you might see it coming, you know? (laughs) You you definitely would
1: be watching this and wonder, what is going to happen, aside from just everyone melting? Because, you know, they're not going to show everyone just melting in claymation or anything. Like the end of The Evil Dead?
0: (laughs) Yeah. They They wouldn't do that couldn't afford to and still wouldn't even if they maybe could. maybe stanley kubrick's 1982 the midnight sun remake starring bob ross would have <laughs> you'd see bob ross turn into goo <laughs> <laughs> what's stanley kubrick's version of turning into goo what
1: would he do for that would he like do you think he would do like a very 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 immaculate like stop motion where you do like in camera weird tricks effects well,
0: he'd, he'd, he'd tell someone to do the stop motion right he wouldn't really mm. do that I mean, and, and then he'd tell them they did it wrong five times before he approved it but
1: uh. <laughs> he, would, he would hire like someone who's a performance artist just to, to be in a, like a melting guy costume yeah i could have talked to uh or old buddy Dan Rickard, yeah, right, to go melt exactly. For him. <laughs> yes, you would, would
0: hire him as the melting guy. That he'd play Mrs. Bronson. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. Mrs.
1: Bronson would would be actually be a, an ape. <laughs> be played by an ape.
0: <laughs> go, ah! well, he Mrs. Bronson,
1: what are you doing?
0: No, he'd be, he'd be in the alien costume they tested for 2001, but didn't use. Uh, yeah, if, and if, right. no, if no one knows what I'm talking about, do look that up on Google. It's insane. <laughs> yes, do. <laughs> um, what if it would... was like Van
1: Damme in the Predator costume that they didn't use? Yeah, sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying to keep it Kubrick-centric because you asked. <laughs> yeah. Um, for this episode, who in this episode goes into the Twilight Zone? i want to say the entire earth but it's obviously norma because it's the twilight zone oh okay norma go- wait wait norma you is, didn't think so wouldn't this bronson have gone in a little deeper because norma well she doesn't keep her cool but she keeps it together more or less until the last well, well three seconds uh, unless you're saying that's the twilight zone if if you really want to pick at this episode most of it was
1: just a dream it was, and it was a dream that halfway it, through. Was a rational, it was a rational dream it was a rational dream. So, oh normal okay good point, I,
0: good point because I just did the question like without even considering the twist, didn't I <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, it's not hard to do that because you get to know the uh, the dream version of the characters so well and it doesn't really adhere to dream logic very well but,
0: well, except, except for the aforementioned like what about Tokyo sort of stuff because in the the real actually, translation... yeah,
1: now that you mention it, that does completely solve that um paradox
0: that's why i didn't like, like dwell on it too much
1: <laughs> okay i didn't even think about that but because yeah, now they're spiraling
0: play. away from the sun it doesn't matter where you are on the planet it's cold yeah how
1: would she know how the sun works she's helping oh, <laughs> so keep in mind the actual i was situation. gonna say a joke but it's not yeah okay i'm sure that someone's like dames don't know how the sun works
0: <laughs> that's what the intruder could have said if he was the guy you wanted that would be want... would would
1: that be a would this episode be better if he was like, why is the sun always in the sky? <laughs> and then she wakes up. <laughs> this doesn't make sense.
0: And then she jumps and starts floating. <laughs> Dream check.
1: <track. laughs> starts <some laughs> dodging bullets. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That. Well. Yeah, I don't think I don't think they actually thought about how the sun would work, and that's just is a coincidence.
0: <laughs> so. I guess I guess my, my more um keeping the twist in mind answer would be uh everyone goes into the twilight zone because she's just having a yeah. dream, right? Um if the twilight zone yeah, I mean, zone... how trippy is that everyone dying gonna be <laughs> when yeah, they're if, flying out into space? If the if the twilight zone is what nudged the earth out of its orbit, right? Now if it was a natural phenomenon then there's no twilight zone anyway. Hmm. Unless you want to call the yeah. natural phenomenon twilight zone, but I think yeah. that I'd, maybe I'd, maybe russia blew up the big czar and it just pushed the earth out of orbit wow and i'm maybe not picking on Planet russia X. because of, for politics just because they actually did blow up the biggest bomb yeah the they did bomb. the czar Bomba.
2: <laughs>
0: oh, oh oh big czar was not the the czar yeah, bomb. i think czar
1: Bomba. but maybe they didn't blow up the czar bomb but now i'm like
0: okay anyway they had bigger bombs so they went they won the cold war yeah Yes,
1: it was the most. The Tsar Bomba was the most powerful nuclear weapon ever created and tested. Oh,
0: and tested. Uh, I just okay.
1: really like the name of it. I think it's awesome. Anyway, if if
0: if imagine had... like
1: going through all that trouble to like have a revolution in your country and replace the government, and then
0: just have another czar. Yeah, if you blow that bomb up and it does nudge the Earth out of orbit, uh, is that the Twilight Zone or is that just stupid people? I think that sometimes the Twilight Zone is fueled by stupid people. okay so but yeah i guess it just depends on what you want to call the twilight zone it's everyone and no one right i think the twilight i think it's safe to say the twilight zone is
1: what caused the earth to go out of orbit and i I would i don't know i'd be interested to just see where is the earth going i bet a bunch of astronomers are having a really interesting time being like oh where are we going are we gonna hit mars really interesting yeah my life (laughs) Yeah, but like what we don't know what what how to measure that? Like what's going on? You probably like <laughs> use charts to figure out where you're going and and like yeah. whether your your Venus is rising or whatever.
0: Mm.
1: Aries. Mercury's
0: in retrograde. That's, yeah, that's if, what it's Mercury,
1: if Mercury's you, right? in retrograde, <laughs> then you must quit. Yeah, cuz you're not going to get anything done. Um, <laughs> you know, Mercury Mercury in retrograde is kind of not real anyway, because that basically is a uh, Earth centric. So it so only do, makes sense if the Earth is the center of the universe, like okay.
0: it's, it involves Mercury moving away from the Earth. So, if everyone on Earth has traveled to the Twilight Zone, does it, do the overly excited astronomers deserve their trip into the Twilight Zone? No, everyone on Earth, so I gotta focus on someone, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay,
3: yeah, actually, we do. <laughs> because we no, haven't
0: even, the astronomers. we've, we've talked the astronomers. about this
1: for like an hour and we haven't said the words climate change once and this is <laughs> entirely the this is so relevant because of climate change it's really uh yeah we do everyone on earth deserves to go to the twilight zone okay yeah we pretty much deserve for the earth to do anything that it wants to do really <laughs> okay so everyone's deserving of everything Uh, We we all deserve to have the the thing happen in the fountain where the tree goes through uh, Hugh Jackman's chest. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We deserve that.
0: Yeah, that's a cool movie.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Pretty trippy. Oh, that's like a five on the tripometer. How
0: about this one?
1: Oh, this one, uh, I'm going to say, let's say a 4.20.
0: Man. Okay, burning books, are you? oh wait no man I, you're burning ganja there okay i mean both you can light use books to light your weed man yeah but it could be a little bit more cool and than light your book on fire as ray bradbury told us um, <laughs> yeah but i stick with that i think it's a little over a four because
1: it is extremely it's extremely trippy because you're watching you know uh, an environment you're watching like an environment cha-
0: I'm, I'm, environmental change I'm gonna go up to four point five. Um, cool. I I, I don't want to quite go for the five because no. I'm like, well, shadow is trippier.
1: Um, <laughs> I agree. Yeah, that's a, it's not it's not shadow play. And who knows? There
0: might be something even trippier than that that's coming down the pipe. And I, but again, the, the, sure the melting, the 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 exploding thermometer, melting painting, and screaming. That's that's a full on five. So that almost yeah. makes me want to just go ahead and give this a five. I'm like, well, okay. Uh Eye of the Beholder is probably a little trippier. Uh Shadow is probably a little trippier. So maybe I don't even remember what I, like, I I gave uh, Eye of the Beholder from the tripometer, but
1: <laughs> I think I think you might have given it a four, but I don't remember. Um, okay. Someone's anyway, screaming the- at the the one person who's listened to all the episodes <laughs> is screaming at the uh podcast right now. Now I th- i the, I think the, that the the what the meter is back... subject to change. <laughs> i think what holds it what holds it back for me from like a, a full five is just the fact that we we've we've all had we've all lived through hot days and been like <laughs> felt it you know it's like you're not you're not experiencing not anything no not that hot well 110 is a starting know. place 110 starting place it was a starting okay. place and okay, okay, okay. remember to say the, the, i have the, for sure been driving home from work in the summer and the car was like 110 yeah like, okay oh, great I definitely I mean, got a black car
0: i definitely got um some dawn of the dead vibe from the media breakdown as the people on the radio just don't care anymore <laughs> <laughs> yeah i
1: don't great. know or, or,
0: <laughs> what is it gonna
1: happen it's gonna be hot what uh yeah or some
0: very great. morbid um
1: sctv sort of stuff <laughs> It kind of reminds me of night of the comet which i think i mentioned did I just mentioned that on the chat the other night <laughs> or I don't was remember, i talking but... to somebody else about that yeah. all these conversations are running together but yeah yeah <laughs> i think that's a i think that's a good example of a uh, post apocalyptic thing because it feels like people are getting on with their lives but it's also like weird
0: i can't think of a good apocalyptic media breakdown before this um... and all the nuclear war films make it seem like Things will just keep, you know, the media will keep running till they can't, right? My brain goes immediately to Dragon Ball Z, where a cell
1: blew up the news. Well, room, again, way that's... later. I'm going earlier. <laughs> okay. I wanna, I'm. I'm thinking. I
0: mean, others, there's a network. That's also way later. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: so you're just proving my point. Uh, but I mean, there could very well be something in the 50s that's kind of cheeky and does it right. But yeah, mm-hmm. I, I guess we, the apocalypse movies didn't really start cranking out until about this time.
1: Hmm. I don't I don't know.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. It's like maybe it I feel like for a disaster movie or an apocalypse movie you have to well I'm a sure the apocalypse machine, was no on people's media. mind. I'm sure apocalypse was a lot more on people's mind after say 1945. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that's kind of, that's part of what I'm getting at there. <laughs> you know, there's I'm sure you know about this where there's like basically UFO sightings barely existed before we detonated an atom bomb and then they just like exploded f literally not literally exploded they they became a lot more frequent after
0: that right yeah in the 40s but so you know like, like to, a, 200 years before that they just would have been like it's a demon in the sky right so i guess you're right i mean i, I <laughs> don't seen, know i don't know. If they've mistaken or so, seen something or not mistaken
1: but uh <laughs> i'm so agnostic about aliens i wish i was like a true believer but i just feel like uh i don't i don't feel like it's worth their time to come out here if wherever they are
0: other dimensions on earth man
1: that's the that'd be the easy way you think that they go like event horizon and they then this is hell for them
0: yes (laughs) (laughs) that makes sense (laughs) oh no
1: i went through the portal and people were eating milk from cows that was curdled.
2: yeah yeah
0: that could be it okay
1: (laughs) they were Uh, whipping each other mm. (laughs) (laughs) anyway uh what what were we actually talking about before this um disaster movies yeah i i would think that disaster movies probably had much more of a market after world wars one and two yes uh earth
0: versus flying saucers uh i mean also the the day there still is kind of a disaster movie i guess in a way but the well, like movie technology just
1: like you look at even though Metropolis is like such an achievement, you couldn't really have made Metropolis into like a huge.
0: They didn't like, blow Metropolis up real good.
1: Yeah, I mean that that <laughs> movie still like incredible. Well, it's incredible how much they got done in that movie, but it still didn't feel like they were quite to the point where they could have like made that city just get destroyed.
0: Which actually makes that a better film because. Well, also just be sad to watch all of that get destroyed at the end, kind of like at the end of Logan's Run, where they're setting their city on fire, and you're like, oh, that's not near. That's not even as cool as the Metropolis one.
1: Well, and And you barely even. It's a mat. That mat painting got set on fire. No, like (laughs) you never even really get to explore Logan's Run all that much. I mean, (laughs) granted, the the waterfall and all that cave and lot stuff look really cool, but yeah, we needed um, more of the city. Um, Yeah, well, you know, if they'd adapted the book properly, you would have gotten more well, the, of the whole planet was gotten. a city basically well you would have gotten like mars after that which, uh-huh. which probably would have been even cooler <laughs> so maybe someday okay well, spoilers I, for logan's run i'm sorry i've spoiled way book. too much this episode you, yes you the
0: spoiled, book yeah i'm I spoiled a book that's, the that's the probably 100 scene. years old
1: now <laughs> 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 um but yeah i like i said i don't really like disaster movies that much so the city blowing up isn't doesn't sound that fun i think that The workers revolting and being friends with the Maria robot at the end is more fun.
0: The peasants are revolting. (laughs) (laughs) Um I, I guess I'll wrap this one up for today. This is Time Enough Podcast. It's at on Twitter, it's at on Facebook, on Patreon. We are at Podcastio Podcastius, where you can support us, get episodes early help us keep the servers running uh, we also talk about the 100 best movies and the 100 worst movies as rated on imdb in the films and filth podcast talk about weird disney and a caught disney uh mark and i talk about the prisoner Although that's probably just about to wrap up or has wrapped up uh, with Imprisoned in Prison, another prisoner prison cast. And there's video game stuff with Luke Loves Pokemon, the game game show of four British guys hurling game trivia at each other aggressively. And uh, by that time, I guess they're also talking about Zelda. And that podcast probably does have a name now. But as of this recording, don't know what it is. <laughs> well, now they have to because we've said it in at least three different podcasts. Hero, Hero, high Hyrule, Hyrule, Hyrule. I'm still thinking, Hyrule, honey, how,
1: Hyrule, honey, I'm home. Is that what it's called? Yes, <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay. Hyrule, how you doing? Okay, I'm gonna wake up. From <laughs> I'm gonna such, that from
0: this nightmare. <laughs> All
1: right, stay warm, stay cold. <laughs>
2: Not to be the day, the second of the sun, as a solar up that flow its only just begun I would dream of fire and flame But my